Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Not Yet Titled Podcast. I'm your host, Shane, with my co-host, Ken. Say hello to the group. How we doing? We're doing good. Today's episode, uh, as we still try to find our footing in the podcast world, we're kind of a hodgepodge of things that we're talking about until we really find what our passion is. But today's episode is a review episode. We have watched uh, a movie, The Marksman, to review later uh, in the episode. We also played a game called Generation Zero on Steam. We will be discussing that a little bit. And... uh, Really, just probably a brief review. We had a, a pretty good lunch today, and I just wanted to tell the world about the wieners we ate. So, <laughs> I was finally able to get my hands on these Nathan's Colossal hot dogs. They are colossal for sure. They are very colossal. Um, you know, normally I'm a two wiener guy, I can only do one and a half of these guys. I would say they're bigger than a ballpark hot dog. Would you say, Ken? Oh, the, yeah, they're uh, so I don't know. If you happen to notice, but they're they're quarter pound hot dogs, <laughs> like a quarter pounder with cheese, but quarter pounder with wiener, I guess. I really like. I th- I mean, I think Nathan's is my favorite hot dog brand in general uh, that you can buy at a store. I thought these were pretty good. Did you like them, Ken? I did. I yeah. I don't. You can't ever go wrong with Nathan's. Yeah, they were they were they were solid. I like them. <laughs> Would you buy them again? They were expensive. <laughs> I, yeah, that's the thing. Like maybe, maybe if I was, you know, just a couple people, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was like twelve bucks for a pack of hot dogs. I mean, that's that's up there. That it's two dollars per, right? Right. It was two dollars a wiener. I think I ate like three dollars worth of wiener today. Another <laughs> thing we're gonna review today is uh, not McDonald's. Mountain Dew has a new soda out uh it's three flavors collide code red white out and voltage i don't even know what white out and voltage tastes like i think i've had them but i i don't recall and we're going to do a live sampling of that are you re- ken why don't you try yours first and you tell me what you think all right all right hold on let me now i this cup is so shane pre-prepared these yeah and this cup has been sitting here on my desk and on his desk we each have one and i've reached for it like four or five times already and i've i've held myself back but uh same there's let's, no date rape in there. I I know there are some. Uh, <laughs> let's see, do, some what, Dixie what, cups. what was the name on it again? It, so it's a, it doesn't have a name. It just says three flavors collide. So it, it says Dew S A Mountain Dew S A. I guess is what it's called. Now I get it. I didn't get it at first. Mountain Dew Dew S A. I, I don't get it. I don't. It's like U S A, but Dew S A. Duh. Oh, so it's a combination of uh, Code Red. Voltage and what was the other one? Whiteout, which Whiteout. I don't really know. I thought the Whiteout smells, tastes like a bomb pop. It smells like fruity, like, and it smells like it's going to have a lot of fizz. It's it smells like it's probably going to taste like Mountain Dew. All right, here goes. Here, here goes. Go. Here goes. It doesn't. It's not that good. <laughs> Okay, first off, it doesn't taste like Mountain Dew. No, it does not. I'm not sure what this tastes like. Tastes like somebody pissed in a Capri Sun. I wouldn't know what that tastes like, piss in general, but it's kind of got a grape taste. I don't know. This is... um, There's a little bit of grape, yeah. I mean, it's not gross. I would drink this if, like, I went to my friend's house and it was the only drink he had. Definitely fizzy. 
It tastes like a flat grape soda. It literally just tastes like it just yeah a, a a grape soda. There you have it, guys. Live review of but the Mountain flat, Dew. Flat. The Dew SA. Uh, you can find this at Motomart. That's where I purchased this. <laughs> and is other retail is that stores. A plug? Yeah, uh, Motomart plug. Where I, I used to work there. I worked at Motomart one day. Did you really? Yeah, back in the day. I. Uh, Do you get fired or quit? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I quit. I moved on to work at Champ Sports, which was a way cooler job. Oh yeah. Or Domino's Pizza. I don't know. It's been so long. I'm too old now to really think about all these things. Uh, but now that we're done reviewing food, we're going to review the game that we played this weekend. Uh, what I like about it is we did uh, two hours, which three. is which is did we play three? It said yeah. my runtime was two, and the best part about that is I think that's right in in the uh, Steam ret- return window. <laughs> so I think that's what we should aim for all the time when trying games out. But go ahead and start us off, Ken, on this game. <laughs> all right. So as we said before, Generation Zero. For people that aren't familiar, first off, uh, let's start off with it is on Steam. The game's actually on sale right now for 72% off. I think it puts it right at $7. Probably not on sale by the time this comes out. Um, No, probably not. But if you can get it on, on sale, you know, that was that was our big selling point. That was why we reviewed it was it's on sale. Yes, um, I like, I'm a cheap gamer, so I like to buy cheap games and play them. I, I'm a patient gamer, as they say online. I can wait. For most titles. I have some more of this um, flat grape soda. Hold on. <laughs> no, but um, <laughs> it's uh, Generation Zero, first-person shooter. It's an indie game, small studio called Avalanche Studios. Uh, it came out in middle of 2018. Uh, I think they've pretty much dropped support now, but it is still available, still on Steam. So it's an open-world co-op game. Up to four-player co-op, anywhere between one and four, and the difficulty scales with the number of people you have. It's a survival game. So I would say best I can compare it to would be kind of in between a DayZ and, you know, it it has robots, mechs, kind of like a, you know, Maybe a Horizon Zero Dawn and a DayZ kind of mashup. Right, yeah, you're fighting, rather than fighting zombies, you're fighting uh, robots. Uh, did we figure out in the two hours we were playing why the robots were there or anything of that nature? Because I did not. No, no, we have no idea. Yeah, we um, have no idea. I'm assuming Skynet. <laughs> oh, so this is in the Terminator franchise then? No. Uh, so it's set in 19, late 1980s post-apocalyptic sweden (laughs) of all Uh, places sweden ruins the world with robots (laughs) uh so apparently it's also an alternate reality uh so the world's become overrun by killer robots and they vary greatly i mean so early on you see like the little drone robots whatever Mm -hmm. they don't they're not really all that much of a threat but to where you eventually get to the some of the bosses and stuff like that where you know they're killing machines but basically, um, yeah, you, you spawn in in rural Sweden, and humankind is no longer a thing, and it's just a world overrun by robots. Right. The robots kind of remind me of kind of the monsters from Edge of Tomorrow, but robot form, uh, just the kind of way they were built. I think there was a robo dog, and then we fought a, 
a huge like two legged like yeah i mean we fought a huge robot it wasn't voltron but it was definitely <laughs> voltron-esque yeah it was it was not even the size i mean it was like maybe the leg like one of the one of the uh lion size robot voltron's left nut yeah his <laughs> left left testicle we we all know that's the bigger testicle that he has so uh just you know for all you fans listening anyways ken let's talk about what did you like about the game i like you know co-op i'm a sucker for co-op games Mm -hmm. especially when they scale like two three four people whatever because we i think we initially planned just to play like either me or you or me or you plus plus one Mm -hmm. and we ended up having a full party four people right yeah we had our buddy steve which was kind of our tour guide on the game he had about 10 hours into it right um he gave us some guns for free so we already kind of had an edge starting out which was nice uh but that 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 was the big thing you know it's four player co-op it scales well they're kind of their system where if you go down to minimum health and you you know you have there's a down state it's not just okay you're dead there's a down state and you're you're you know, your other people you're playing co-op with can come and if they get to you quick enough, they can res you. If they have adrenaline shot. Otherwise, yes, you're boned. It seems like gu- guns or, or weapons in general are pretty plentiful. Mm-hmm. It seems like ammo is the big thing, right? Like, I mean... <laughs> There's way too much ammo in the game, which is, I guess, not a bad thing when you need ammo, but um, we have enough uh, pistol ammo in that game to, uh, I don't know, supply North Korea with ammunition. I mean, it's ridiculous. The amount of ammo, like everything yeah. drops ammo. I don't know why these robots have and ammo health, on them. And, and health kits. And you go to people's houses underneath the beds, there's ammo, pistol ammo. Where do you keep your ammo? Not under your bed? No, I don't. Uh, <laughs> it's in my drawer. Oh, uh, your ammo drawer? Yeah. <laughs> Something I liked about the game, I, I actually graphically, I thought it looked I thought it looked really good. Did you say it was an indie game? Uh, it is. Uh, Avalanche Studios. They're, uh, I believe, <laughs> it's going to be a shocker. I think they're a Swedish studio. I probably, uh, the, the game also, which is pretty funny because our friend Steve, uh, shout out to Steve. Uh, I guess he initially played it in Swede mode and didn't realize there, you could flip it to English. English. So he was, he was like, oh yeah, it's a great game, but I have no idea what's going on. Everything's in Swedish. Yeah. They, they, (laughs) I I figured that out pretty early on that I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna, (laughs) I mean, yeah. Why would a game be in is it called Swede? What do the Swedish, Swedish speak? Yeah. They speak Swedish? I don't know. I There's no captions or American captions for that matter. That's our friend uh, Steve in a nutshell there. That was, uh, I like the world. I thought the graphics were good. Um, something, and you know, this kind of been, could have been more apparent if we kept playing the game, but uh, it didn't seem like they used a lot of repeat buildings. Like, did you notice that? Like, I, yeah, I thought they, the buildings they, were pretty unique that you were going the in. The world was very, yeah, everything was unique. It wasn't a whole lot of cut and paste. I mean, you know, I don't know how big the world is, but it's definitely unique. So just to go back real briefly, Avalanche Studios, they are, in fact, uh, they're in Stockholm. A couple other games that you may have heard of that they worked on was Ju- the Just Cause series. I have played one of those games briefly. Uh, they also kind of did about half the work on the Mad Max game. Uh, that was a collab collab between them and Warner Brothers Studios. It's a game I never finished, but it was pretty much along the lines of Bat- the Batman games and uh, the Lord of the Rings game. They kind of use like the same combat system almost. Now the game is on basically every platform, I think. Oh, is it on console? Uh, yeah, 
double check here, but uh, yeah, PS3 or PS4, Xbox One, Windows. Yeah, it's pretty much on every platform. Nice. So, what do you have any bad things about the game? Um, bad things. I know the, we didn't really discuss our structure of no, how no, we're going to no, review no. a game. The honestly, I mean, it, it ran it ran well. I don't know what engine it uses, but it runs well. It was smooth. I guess the the inventory system is very clunky. Yeah, um, yeah, moving things around. I mean, I'm so used to Daisy, and I, I that's kind of become the default inventory system for a survival game. Right. Um. So. Anything that's not that, you know, t- tab is inventory. We all know that, right? Not in this game. It's I. <laughs> right. And, and granted, uh, I mean, maybe that's like, a, you know, you know how in England they drive on the other side of the road. Maybe that's like a Swedish thing that we don't know about. They, they don't use the tab key for The inventory. other side of the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on the other side. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I don't really have anything... There again, a lot of bullets. Like it seemed like everything dropped bullets. Bullets and health and med kits, yeah. There wasn't a lot of. Uh, I mean, we didn't get into the whole crafting portion of the game or the lore all that much. Like we don't even know why we were there or why there no were robots. No idea. I was kind of expecting a story. I was expecting a story with like cinematics and things like that. That's not, that yeah. is not the case. No, there is story. Like you have the like as you're going through and doing the missions. There's like the. You know the radio chatter or the you know the fi- the found evidence that you know kind of like Borderlands, right? Like right, you go around, right? And, but Borderlands has cinematics and has like correct audio going on. Well, I mean, this is also not Gearbox. This is you know some tiny little podunk studio in Stockholm. Right, right, right. So, you know, maybe they don't. I, I don't know, but for seven dollars, like I don't know what the seventy-two percent off. So I mean, it's a it's an expensive game, full price. Right. So I don't know. I don't really have like a review system for games, right? I guess it'd be like I like it or I didn't like it. I don't really have like a number scale. This is I don't really like rate games other than telling friends like awesome, not awesome. I do think I would have been disappointed if I paid regular price for this game. It, and I guess I should ask you this, Ken. Did you like the game? Actually, I did. I had fun. I, I had fun in the, with the just a few hours we played. I thought it was all right. I didn't really. Here's wasn't here's my breaker. concern. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a game that like. I think it's got even if with a full group. I think after about ten hours, it's going to get repetitive. Right. I mean, we didn't touch up on the crafting. It's a survival game, but no food or anything like that. Um, it felt like a lot of. Everything that we found was a lot of repeat, right? Like a lot of repeat items that we yeah. kept finding. Did we even get into the point of? I mean, Steve hooked us up with some atta- like gun attachments, like scopes or whatnot. But I don't even recall finding a a scope on my own or. A I, I did. I did or, find one right towards the end there. But I, I just, it doesn't seem like there's that much depth to the game. Now, if they would keep going and you know pu- push updates and stuff like that, but my understanding is the studios pretty much drop support. Yeah, I think I still, you know, I I think I would have put a couple more hours in it, but I can definitely see myself probably be done with it at six hour mark. Probably not something you want to revisit. Um, it's, and it's it's sad because it's like I said, the game is beautiful and it runs well. Yeah, but I'd say for seven dollars, uh, definitely a good buy. Um, can't oh, absolutely. Go wrong with that. Not doesn't feel wasteful for spending seven bucks. No, I I'm I'm happy to have it in my library for seven dollars. Absolutely. 
might go back and play it someday with somebody else. You know what I mean? Yeah, someone else is more fun than me, right? <laughs> or, you know, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'll, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> no, I, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's a decent game for, you know, now full price. Now that, you know. Yeah, that, this is not a story. game. What is it full price? It was like, is it 30 or 40? I think it might be more than that. I've got the Steam. I thought it was 30 because I know that. Um, I know I was eyeballing it when it first uh, came out. Or when it was like close to being released, it was on my radar. Right, so but it's I, it's uh it's on sale for another twenty four yeah twenty four hours. So um, anybody listening to our podcast uh, in the future, go back to the past. Yeah, two weeks this ago, this game was on sale on Steam for seven dollars. <laughs> uh, full price is twenty five dollars, and they also have a Generation Zero Resistant bundle, which comes with other crap which i don't know what it is and it's fifty dollars are you a bundle buyer the i don't i don't buy bundles of games it very rarely it would really have to depend on what you get it depends on the game so for example a battlefield title or a call of duty title or a back in the day like a guild wars yes i bought bundles for those games but if it's a game where Shane says, hey, I found this game on Steam or, you know, Steve or anybody goes, hey, you know, I found this game we've never heard of. Let's try. It. I, no, I don't buy the bundle. I just buy the base game. I yeah, I agree. And then if I buy it and I'm like, oh, wow, this is good. I'll go back and buy the DLC. I'm a cheap gamer, so I'll wait for that DLC to go on sale. Ken's a big baller, though. He will buy it right out the gate. Not wait for it to go on sale. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but <laughs> you can get the game for uh, $18 on CD keys. If anyone uses that website, I'm so a fan of it. Here, Here's the, here's the takeaway for me though. Okay. The game full price is $25. Yeah. Yeah. Right now on steam. Daisy is 26 99. Okay. I think we can both agree. Daisy is, worlds more game for two dollars more it has been out longer and they've had more time to to hone it down but i i would say that daisy was probably even more fun in the beginning than this game even came close to i agree well you know it's also server-based massive multiplayer where you have a hundred people on a server you know rather than four-player co-op right i mean this game doesn't generation zero doesn't really have multiplayer it's just four-player co-op correct but no, I. It's a solid game, but at seven dollars, any more than that, no. Right, I think that yeah, that's definitely its sweet spot. Well, any other comments to make about the game? Um, no. Hopefully, maybe it'll go on sale again. Maybe it'll, yeah, I, you know. Yeah, you could buy this for seven bucks right now, twenty five dollars regular price. By the time you hear this podcast and you want to try the game, we will already have moved on to other games and will not be playing with you. Correct. All right, well, we're going to take a brief break here. Uninstall. And do, uh, do a movie review of The Marksman. Welcome back, everybody. And we're here to discuss our first movie review. Isn't that right, Ken? Yeah, yeah. It's um, definitely something new for us. Uh, kind of curious to see how it goes. So we were initially going to do Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, um, which aired on Netflix. 
I went ahead and watched it. It was two and a half hours too long, and it wasn't that great of a movie. And I did not want to force you to sit through that movie, Ken. Uh, I'm sure we could have talked about it a lot, and maybe we maybe we I, still I couldn't do, do that. I, I couldn't like once you you're like yeah, this movie's like three hours long. I was like no no I'm 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 all right. Yeah, here here in our uh, review system, we like to keep it under two hours. Hour and a half is the sweet spot uh, for reviewing movies. This movie did not meet that criteria. Uh, so what we did is we went ahead and uh, we watched The Marksman with Liam Neeson. Ken, are you are you a Liam Neeson fan? Not really. I don't. Di- I don't dislike him, but I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Okay, I know I've seen him. I mean, I'm not going to consider Taken Two or Taken Three. They're pieces of uh, shit movies, but Taken One is probably my favorite Liam Neeson movie. Uh, I've seen some other ones, um, Nonstop. I think that I'm. I have no notes on this. I'm kind of going off my brain here. Uh, the one where he's on an airplane. Have you seen that one where he there's like a bomb on the airplane and some terrorists and he's trying to find out who you know who's in charge? That was pretty cool. I, I kind of want to go now on a. Uh, Liam Neeson rabbit hole <laughs> and there's a couple movies I've been sitting on of his that um, I have not watched yet I mean you got the A-Team A-Team that was actually a really good uh, I dug that I mean we didn't discuss you know on our eight no we haven't done a TV show outside of sitcoms but A-Team probably gonna be up there on like TV shows I watched growing up like adult shows not porn shows but adult shows like for adults you know but not rated X Okay. <laughs> um, well, anyways, I kind of want to discuss, Ken, you said you do a rating system kind of on a one through 10 scale. I agree with you. I kind of like to follow IMDB rules where um, typically anything six or above, you know, it's going to be a pretty uh, solid watch. Um, my rating system is this one through five. It's a shit movie and a matter of how shit movie it is. Okay. Um, five being the least amount of shit. A six, <laughs> a six for me is a movie that I'll go see. I liked it. It wasn't a bad movie, but it's probably not a movie that I would want to own, even though my movie collection is dwindling down as I get older and we go digital. I don't have as many physical discs as I used to have. Uh, anything seven and up. Now that's that's a movie I'd want to own. That's a movie I'd want to rewatch multiple times. And I'm not going to get to the rating until the end of this, you know, segment or so whatever. So just just as an example, what would a, a a nine or a ten movie be? Okay, so um, I was thinking about this. Like, what were the last ten movie I saw? So like the last ten movie that I saw was probably um, uh, Avengers Endgame. Now I don't know. I don't think you're a huge superhero movie guy, but I don't know if you caught that one. No, I haven't. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. There's a lot of, there's a, you know, as our, uh, or one of our episodes prior, you know, Fast and the Furious 9, that's like nine seasons, right? Well, the Avengers is probably 22 seasons or something like that to get right. that far. So that's a lot of movies to get through. Uh, you know, I can give you a couple tens. Uh, the movie uh, Sixth Sense is probably a 10 for me. Uh, Saving Private Ryan is a 10 for me. I'm trying to think of non-superhero movies. Uh well, Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you watch. I don't know how big of a nerd you are in that aspect, but those are all like nines and tens for me. Not the gotcha. Hobbit movies. Those are not the Hobbit movies. I no, do not no, include no. the Hobbit movies. Correct. Hobbit movies are like six and seven range. Gotcha. Nowhere near the uh, their predecessors. So let's go into a little bit about the Marksman. Uh, 
that I don't want to hear a rating yet, Ken. But okay. Did yeah. you like it? Actually, I did more so than I expected to. Because when we first started talking about it, we go, "Okay, hey, look, this you know this is a movie that we think we could both watch." And and I watched the trailer when when you brought it up, and you're like, "Hey, let's let's try this one." And I watched the trailer, and I'm like, "Okay, you know, I think I could get into this. Like it, it I, I, the premise is good. You know what I mean?" Right. So. What is the movie about, Ken? In, in, in a brief description, what would you say this movie is about? I, I don't know if there... I mean, the the briefest way I could put it is... Uh, so Liam Neeson, obviously, he plays a rancher, right? He's, he's a retired uh, Marine. He pretty much plays Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson always plays Liam Neeson. For the right, right, yeah. He, he's a retired Marine, he's a rancher, and he has some illegal immigrants cross onto his ranch, right? Right. And they have the cartel after him. And basically the whole rest of the movie is him, you know, without, without spoiling it, the rest of the movie is him trying to get them away from the cartel and get them to a safe place to family in, in the center of the U S right. Correct. So there are two things that I learned about this movie, Ken. Uh, one is you don't fuck with the cartel at all, (laughs) but you equally do not fuck with Liam Neeson. So I don't know who is worse in this. I'd probably still not fuck with a cartel over Liam Neeson's any of his characters. Yeah, it was a it was a bad combination between the two of them. I I did like this movie. I I didn't think I thought it was going to be borderline kind of a direct to DVD kind of style movie. I would say it was actually a little better than that. Rambo, whatever the Last Blood came out. I don't know if you caught that movie. I, I did. Yeah. Uh, that movie started off kind of had interesting, kind of stalled out, and then still finished with some really great violence, but. I was kind of expecting a Rambo movie uh, out of this one, and I thought this was better than that. If you anyone's seen the fourth or fi- I don't know if that's the fourth or fifth Rambo, I can't keep track. Uh, he doesn't do the numbers on on those movies like he does his Rocky movies for the most part. But uh, yeah, it it was kind of like the same premise, you know, trying to get this kid to safety. But I liked it. I would say it is a decent watch. If you're bored, check it out. It's probably not a movie you're gonna tell everyone about like hey man you need to watch the, the marksman it's like the greatest thing ever but you got some downtime it's on netflix it's on hulu it's on something like that i would definitely uh, uh check that movie out um but ken i did have a a couple nitpicks i don't know if you, i would like to see if you, i don't know if you had any nitpicks i tend to do this for movies i generally like most movies that i watch mm-hmm. but i can always nitpick them did you have any nitpicks about this movie uh the biggest one probably the one thing that kind of broke it for me is is Liam Neeson being Liam Neeson, but trying to play an Arizona rancher. <laughs> it was the you know the 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 and I think this is the one we agree on the the Eddie boys, you know. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where he's from. He always has that like he has like a little bit of an accent. I'm, I'm not sure where he was raised. European or Ireland? Ireland maybe yeah. Ireland. Yeah. He's got a hint of some kind of European accent, yeah, he, uh, which from, he never, he doesn't even try to cover it up. He's kind of like Gerald Butler. I think he does that too. Gerald Butler doesn't give a shit about his accent and you can hear it when he tries to speak American right. English, American English, English. I don't know how that would go. I had a couple nitpicks, but again, not deal breakers on the movie. Uh, so anyone who, these aren't really spoilers by the way. Um, when he, <laughs> 
explain to me the physics of when he sniped the tire of the car and it just went flipping. Because I <sighs> do not understand the physics on how that is even humanly so possible. That, well, it's because it's not. Um, it's Hollywood <laughs> physics. <laughs> but a lot of the rest of it actually does hold up. Uh, other, But I, I know the scene you're talking about and that, yeah, that that's like, okay, this is... You know, I, do I need to go look? Was this a Michael Bay movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he. Uh, I, I kind of I I liked his bond with the kid. It kind of reminded me of, uh, you know, what this is probably a nine or ten movie for me. A uh, Gran Torino. I don't know if you ever caught that movie with Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah it's a great movie. Um, you know, his kind of relationship with the kid as they they kind of grow along. The kid's English had no accent to it which i find incredibly unbelievable considering the kid was born and raised in mexico right so that kind of stood out to me again well, well not but a then there's, there's the whole thing where there's the backstory where you know there's the part where like liam neeson's like do you, you know do you speak english and the kid pre- speaks perfect english yeah. and he's like whoa and he's like, oh, yeah, we were taught English in school. You know, <laughs> I learned that shit on Twitch, dude. <laughs> I watch YouTube like every American. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, it didn't throw me off by any means. But I was like, that kid does not sound like he was raised in Mexico at all. Like he, he was, he's straight up English. He, he's from America. Yeah. Um, my only other kind of nitpick is, you know, the cartel are kind of tracking them with their, uh, when they use their credit card, they're able, I guess they can, you know, track people like the FBI yeah, does. High tech cartel. Cartels you know? don't fuck with the cartel. They'll track your ass, murder your family. They do, they do not give a shit. How did they find him at the hotel? He paid cash. That's the one thing also that stood out to me. They, oh, that, oh. And the other thing that happened at the hotel, probably the saddest thing that happened. I don't want to talk about it, but you probably know what I'm talking I, I about. Do, I do. It was the like, one thing that kind of got me too. That was the one part of the movie. I'm like, okay, this, it was, um, I don't like this. <laughs> this movie was very, it did shield you from that, uh, that scene early on when he was, uh, out sniping, uh, the, the coyotes, wolf, yeah. the coyotes or wolves or whatever. Like they don't, you know, they're not going to show you like an animal get murdered or whatever, which is fine. Cause I like eating meat, but I don't like to see how it's killed. You know, I, I don't know how they, I don't know how they got him down to the hotel. I don't know how they tracked him down there. He paid cash and I, hit his truck. If you remember, they, he parked the truck, you know, kind of in the woods behind the. Right. I would say those are like kind of my little nitpicks or flaws. I don't, did you have any more Ken? Honestly? No. Um, I, I, I thought that, you know, the movie, they ended it great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the story is actually solid. Not really. I mean, the, 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 there are some unbelievable parts, like you said, the cartel having kind of the FBI level of forensics. Like I doubt, you know, I, <laughs> that's kind of a little bit of a little bit immersion breaking. Right. Um, Enhance. Where they just have Enhance. all these people on that. I mean, they even had state troopers on the payroll, like from states, you know, eight states away from Mexico. Like, oh, I did. I did want to mention the 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 bold cartel guy the main baddie of the movie he was pretty intimidating i thought he did a good job i have no idea who that guy is i've never seen him in anything uh i i i, I was scared you know what i mean like i i thought he he brought a legitimacy to the movie of of being like a, a bad guy um it, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to work on our our movie reviews here ken because i'm like i'm wanting to spoil so many things i got an idea for the future um that's not going to be for now, but overall, Ken, what would you rate this movie? 
You know what? It's a six and a half. Okay. Almost a seven. I, I think I'm on board with you. I would say it's about a six. I'd probably revisit this movie. I could revisit this movie. I don't know. Like if it was on TV, I'd probably watch it. I don't know if I'd ever like fire back up and just watch it. Um, Let, now, let's I, put now, it this way. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at the IMDb page, mm-hmm. and uh, currently on Prime, you can rent this movie for five bucks, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's worth five dollars in my. I, I think it's worth five dollars. Right. I would say that, you know, another gauge I use, you know, for movie reviews is had I spent money to see this in the theater, I wouldn't have felt shafted or like I lost my money by any means. Now, if I paid for Army of the Dead, I would have been kind of upset (laughs) for spending that amount of money on that movie. Now, I almost want you to watch Army of the Dead so we can nitpick the shit out of that movie because there is so many good and bad things about it. Uh, We'll probably I'll probably bring up some interesting concepts in a future episode that we have kind of planned. Uh, but I guess that's going to do it for this movie review. Uh, you know, if you guys ever get time to check the movie out and uh, hope curious to what you guys think of it again, not the greatest movie you're ever going to see, but not a bad movie by any means. No solid, solid film, solid film. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our opinions. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for listening to our show. And don't forget to follow us on notyettitled.com. Follow us on our Twitter at notyettitledpod. And make sure you like, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Audible, Pandora, and iHeartRadio.